Hello, hello, hello. This is another episode of the Mental Threats Podcast, 127. I am here with, you want me to give you, tell your government name or you want to go with your? Yeah, you can do both now. All right, Kendrick Carter or E-Rec, I think is what you E-Rec. Oh, EQ Rec. Okay, just I don't know. I've been trying to read it in my head like the whole time, but, but yeah, Kendrick Carter or EQ Rec. That's what you would say if you want to say something. Hey, what's up? Yeah, EQ Rec. Um, that stands for Eternal Quality. Oh, Eternal. That's that's actually pretty cool. Eternal Quality. That's my record label. Oh, oh yeah, that is your record label now. I know it's on your page and everything, but yeah. it's like, like it's, uh, say it again, see it. Eternal Quality. Eternal quality. So you've been. How long have you been uh, producing, or like pretty much producing for other artists and stuff of that nature, making beats? Well, I started making beats 15 years ago. Um, as far as audio engineering, I want to say it's been like five or six years. So, you know, it's still kind of new on the audio engineering, but I've been in music for a long time. Oh, okay, well, that's crazy and everything. Um, and uh, you lived in Charlotte your whole life, correct? No, no, I just moved to Charlotte last year actually. So I grew up mostly in Albemarle. I moved a lot of places growing up, actually. I was born in Hendersonville. I lived in South Carolina, Arkansas, Texas. You know, it was all over the map, really. Oh, okay. Is it because, like, your family might be, like, a military family, or is it just, like, whatever? No, nah, not a military family, but they take opportunities wherever they got opportunities. So they'll just move us accordingly to that. Oh, okay. And I know, like, from a lot of people moving around and everything, it could be hard to kind of build roots in that area. Would you say you had that same problem growing up? Yeah, it's hard to get, you know, comfortable in a place. But, I mean, that's kind of translated to how I am now, you know. I'll do something big in one city, and then it's time for me to move on and go do something big in the next city. Okay. That's really good, then. Actually, that could be, like, a strength for you, then, because it's just, like, some people get too comfortable in the area that they're at, and they don't want to leave and stuff of that nature. That's the thing about this industry, though. You can't be afraid to move, you know what I'm saying? When you got opportunities, you need to take them opportunities, or they're just going to be what-ifs. Not just opportunities, but just, you know, just daily habits and things like that. You know, some people might want to, like, write a book or want to do things and want to, want to, want to, but never take the steps to actually seek out and really do it. And, like, you know, I feel like you're really, uh, I don't want to say ruining your life, but in a sense, you're just kind of like, you know, you're kind of screwing yourself and out of life in a sense. You just get, like, content, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When you don't want to move, you just get content with it. Yeah, I feel like stagnancy is like the second death for me, and like not even the second death, but it's like it's like a, it's like a, it's like the death of the mind in a sense because it's like you really don't want to like you know open yourself up to like possibilities in life, and then you're just stuck right. in a, and doing the same thing over and over for like a while, which is basically insanity in a sense. Would you agree? No, I agree with that. Most definitely. Um, so it's like so you just pretty much moved into Charlotte. You haven't really been here too long, correct? Correct. And um, from my understanding, because I know I've I've was recommended to you by one Leo uh, Era, which I think you've met in college, correct? Yes. And uh, it's Western Carolina. Yeah, Western Carolina University. All right. What did you study out there in Western Carolina? Marketing and business management. I was also in the uh, drum line over there too. Hey, uh, I went to the business school too. Really? <laughs> marketing. Oh yeah, that's where it is, bro. <laughs> no, seriously. I don't know what what led me into going into marketing. I feel like in my case, it was just like my folks wanted me to go to like you know, um, go do something more health related, yeah. healthcare related. Want me to like be like a pharmacist at first, but like, I don't know nothing about biology or like freaking chemistry. Well, you know, yeah. the best thing about marketing though is yeah. that marketing teach you how to sell and no matter what what you're doing in life you need to know how to sell something whether that's a product a service or yourself at the end of the day 
no, so. seriously. And they really make it like so. It's just like because it's like there's practicalities in a lot of business matters and everything, but they actually take it a step further to actually educate you on a. Oh, so no, 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 sorry about that, yeah. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, it's just like, girl, what were you saying? It's not what that me though saying. Oh yeah, yeah, the practicalities and stuff. They they make it like they make it. They take it a step further to pretty much break down like not only just the basics and everything, but also like the more um complicated aspects of running a business and being successful in business as whole. Right. Um, but I feel like marketing is very important, especially in this day and age, since we have social media and everything. Right. Your whole life could change just based on just raise taking a dude deal just really uh raise your brand and everything yeah. to a certain degree and stuff like that you know poor marketing skills you know it could be your downfall you can have the greatest product in the world but if you can't market that product you ain't gonna go nowhere with it yeah most definitely man no no true words haven't been spoken um but it's like um from your experience from western carolina because like you know i go went to an hbcu so it's like i'm thinking like when people say they went to a pwi i'm thinking like that's like some alien type stuff like you know what's yeah, going on like it's just i'm so used to being like in a school that's like predominantly black it's just like right. i can't really see it like any other way like it's i yeah. i was so successful out there and i just went to like you know i, I was brought up on going to like you know predominantly white school and it was always like a hassle and everything and it was oh, really? like some nonsense going on or something crazy okay. so as i said people like willingly chose to go to pwis like out of their own mm. i'll be like why though why though and it's like could you explain like what your experiences was like out there yeah i'll explain that um it wasn't about you know being a hbcu or you know a race thing for me it's kind of like Western Carolina was one of the best music schools in the country. I don't know if you knew that. And I kind of just wanted to be where the best was. So, you know, that's kind of why I chose that route because music is my life at the end of the day. So I'm going to follow that before anything else. That's crazy. That's, that's wonderful. So, like, knowing that it was like a music a school or a school that had a very strong music presence yes. or community, uh, for instance, um, and everything. So, like, what did you brush shoulders with all types of people of uh, producer type backgrounds? Or you just uh, brush shoulders with a lot of people who said they wanted to be like rappers, or brush sort of people who wanted to be artists or something like that? Or was it just like, just like, oh, yeah, they just had a really good business school? I mean, uh, music school. Um, yeah, I did meet all sorts of producers, artists in there. Um, I wasn't an artist when I got there. I was a producer and a drummer, of course. But being a producer, I met other producers. Then it's kind of like, okay, now we need people to hop on the beats. I can't find no people to hop on the beats, so I'm going to hop on the beats. Now I'm the artist and the engineer, you know what I'm saying? And then after I had a little presence about me, that's when other artists started popping up that I didn't even know went to the school. That's kind of you know how I met like Leo here and other people out there. Okay, that's wonderful. That's good. That at least you had like some form of community because like you don't know finding people like to hop on your beat. I didn't, I think it'd be like like tough for like for y'all and and everything because I'm thinking there's always people looking for beats. There's always like artists who want to like take this rap thing to a certain level. And as soon as we hear like a really good like you know beat or whatever or instrumental, like we're stuck on that and we're like you know we always feel like we're connected to that producer to a certain degree. You know, I feel like a lot of people. I'm like on my last mixtape was like okay, a mini producer is one of the people. I don't know if you heard of. Him. Many producer. Cool. This is he. He's this producer that's like in this. I think like kind of paraplegic. I don't know what the situation is, but I don't know how to explain it. But he has like he's like a small statured like you know he a person that's like I in this like 
you know this chair that he has to like you know use buttons to kind of move around but he still makes like dope beats okay. and everything when i said mini producer i didn't know like like what that meant for and then i actually saw it I'm like, oh wow he is kind of like a mini producer but he was so was so fire and everything because he made so many wonderful beats that i was really listening to and i feel like i expressed myself through so it's like you know that's just this know like where y'all places as producers right, right. so it's like there's always going to be people mm-hmm. out there um for which um you know that might want to get in with like your beats although i haven't really yeah. listened to your instrumentals like what like might your instrumentals like what, what do they sound like are they more like like uh brace bryson tiller like are they like a boom bop like are they trap like well, what, what's your flavor so I'm an artist, you know, I've gotten records that you wouldn't even expect, you know what I'm saying? I, I got, of course, I got a lot of trap records. I got a lot of R&B records. I got some pop records, got some country, got some rock records. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a musician at the end of the day. So I don't even limit myself to one single genre. Whenever I meet the person that wants to do something different, I take that opportunity every single time to further myself. Okay. No, no, seriously. I mean, that's not bad either. I mean, this is really the time where, like, really trying something different could really take you far. I mean, you saw what that did for, like, mm-hmm. like Lil Nas X and everything. Dude did, like, country, you know, you know hip-hop. Thing? Yeah. The crazy thing is that in high school, me and my boy LG, who kind of, you know, put me on the game with producing, we, we made a record similar to that, you know, and then it was, like, five years, six years later, Lil Nas X came out, and we're like, man, we could have been famous if we would have just not been scared to put it out there. You, know? uh, you really can't be scared to put something different out there for sure, man. It's just like, oh no, man. I just feel like, you know, like rap and hip hop is changing so rapidly where it's just like, you know, it could be a good and bad thing to the point. Yeah. But it's like, it's like we're at the point where it's like anybody can really make it. Anybody can make a fan base as long as you're like relatable or you have somebody that can be like, okay, I can, I can get where he's coming from from that. That's true. There's a fan it's base over. for everything. That's all I gotta say. There's a fan base for everything, so don't be scared to put yourself out there because the people that like you and respect your sound, they gonna gravitate to you at the end of the day. Yeah, no, seriously, man, for real. And it's just like you know, y'all producers and everything. You really, because a lot of us artists, like we just listen to instrumentals all day. Some of us actually, actually taught ourselves like how to like make beats and everything. I think I'm, I'm definitely in the, uh, the circle of people who don't know how to make their own beats. So it's just like you know, knowing that y'all can actually do it, and everything. It's like y'all really give us like the instruments to really like really change our lives and also at the same token it's just like really learn how to express our struggles and our viewpoints and everything of that nature so it's just like you know that's it's like you know like peanut butter and jelly we mesh together like well it's like one can't do it without the other that situation and everything um so it's like how you've worked with like plenty of artists at, at this point right hundreds hundreds yeah that's that's a lot <laughs> um but it's just like but you've worked with enough it's just like you know what are some things that it's like like working what are some things like working with so many artists like that that has taught you as a producer like over the years and everything like you know like okay like i see like why things are but like what does it tie you what does it tie you that's that's a pretty good question actually um just working with a lot of artists and a wide range variety of artists taught me that you know as a producer engineer when I'm working with somebody else, I need to help make something that they enjoy and that they're proud of at the end of the day. I know that in the studio, I'm working on somebody's child, so I treat everybody's work like it's my own. You know what I'm saying? So it's just about giving respect to everybody, too, and their creativity. 
Yeah, no, that's a very good way to look at it like that. On another note, it's like, what are some things like, you know, that is, uh, that makes the difference between like a successful artist and like an, like a not so successful, like what, what are some like, you know, I don't want to say like habits or anything, but if we can go like just habits or anything, like that, but just basically just everything in general from habits, how they present themselves and just this overall professionalism, what, what makes like a, what will make or break like an artist? Yeah. The difference is that, um, well, with anything in life, it don't matter what you're doing, really, you know, but the fact that you give it your all, you know what I'm saying, things that make sense to your goal, you go for it. If it don't make sense, you ignore it, you know what I'm saying? It's not always easy to do the right thing towards the direction that you're trying to do, but um, the successful artists I know, you know, this is their life, too, you know what I'm saying? They take it very seriously, and they won't take no for an answer, or even if they fail you know, or get set back, that don't stop them from doing it. You know what I'm saying? You can't be scared to take that hit. If it's what you want to do, you know what I'm saying? You just got to take that hit and keep moving with it. Yeah, I truly, truly believe that for sure because I know a lot of people might think that they can just take their maybe one in a trillion and everything. They think like, oh, I'm going to just make it just off because like I got skill or because I got this or that. But I feel like it's those who persevere, those who really like make this their lives and actually like, you know, uh, actually like fail forward in a sense. Like those are the main ones that are, that are going to take it to a certain uh, degree where it's like, okay, yeah, you've earned it like to get here and everything, you know, uh, as opposed to those who just think like, okay, I got it. Everything's going to be fine. I'm already going to win. It's all right. Another thing that you just made me think about was that like people will tell me how they respect me and where I'm at. And they just thought it came to me easy. I've been doing this for 15 years. You know, there's been times in this industry where I went broke. There's been times where I was defeated or I was told no. You know what I'm saying? But it's the fact that this is my life and this is what I want to do that I kept doing it. You know, if you just keep going with it, eventually you're going to get somewhere. You know what I'm saying? I mean, success don't have no time limit. It's just keep doing it. No, seriously, like you just just keep doing it, man. Like for real, like nothing is uh, tomorrow is some promise. Right, uh, right. So you got to prepare for tomorrow as best as you can. Tomorrow is for those who prepare for today. So it's just like, you know, to know that you got 15 years of experience and everything, that's way more valuable than any Maserati or any big old mansion like right now. I mean, because I could carry you to those things in the future. But it's like for real, like that's just it's just going to affect other aspects of your life also. And I know you're a businessman and it's like you're not just doing it just on, on the beast thing. But what other uh, types of business do you like really uh, invest in? Is it like clothing or anything of that nature? I have had clothing lines, but um, most of my businesses is still related to music. You know, I got a job as a professional audio salesman where I sell professional audio equipment to the biggest venues, biggest you know, artists, engineers, you know, I sell them their gear. And then on top of that, I own the Cypher Charlotte, which is a, it's a showcase competition that gives the smaller artists that, you know, kind of struggle with getting major placements an opportunity to really showcase themselves to a live audience and then also open up opportunities and grow with us, you know, saying that could take you to the festival level. And then with that, I also am the owner of the Cypher Charlotte Entertainment Academy, which is a nonprofit organization that we do for kids where we got a curriculum. We set them up and they are the show. They got they're the live sound engineers. They run the lights. They got the cameras. They got the artists. They know how to do a whole show for themselves mm-hmm. and they kids. You know what I'm saying? And then um, 
I'm also an audio engineer at Creativity Evolved Studios. I got a mobile podcasting business where I'll, you know, podcast for different businesses in the area and, you know, give them some opportunities to promote themselves. Man, I just got so many jobs that's in the music industry. It's, it's kind of hard to explain it. Yeah, you're definitely, yeah, you're going to make it for sure. Because ain't no way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Invite me to that pool party at your mansion man, for sure. You invited. You got an invite already. <laughs> it's good to know because it's like that type of work ethic that just says like chill like i know this dude is not doing all this stuff because i know i've I been know. seeing the whole decipher um stuff on on instagram for a mm-hmm. minute and everything but it wasn't until like uh leo era actually like introduced me onto like, like oh you know the guy who actually does all decipher charlotte thing and everything yeah. and it's like oh okay yeah sure i can just look up with them yeah. and it's like so you know a lot of like artists in the charlotte area because of that whole decipher situation yeah because of that and my job you know at the guitar center just meeting a lot of different people and connecting with people that is in the same field as me you know i know i do know a lot of people i'm plugged in out here i ain't fully made it yet but i'm, I'm plugged in a little bit Sometimes being plugged in, that's a, that's a good investment, man. It's just like investments come in little seeds, you know, just for knowing somebody, just for connecting with somebody. You never know who might even change your life just because you met up with them and everything, who could put you on game. And it's just like one thing I've learned, like, really, like, since, like, even high school, we're trying to get this stuff, uh, this whole music thing situated to even, like, now I'm, like, 24 and it's just like really like most artists that are competent are mad humble that's one thing i noticed like they're mad people that are actually gonna get somewhere are mad mad humble and like really like they'll those are the ones that put not only put you on game but they don't even try to make it into a competition because it's like we're already trying to compete with ourselves anyway that's that's very That's that's a good observation because like when you do get up here like it's about helping each other you know what i'm saying and not not being selfish Cause that selfish energy, you know, that ain't going to get you nowhere in life. Anybody that's already made it knows it takes a team to be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not just a team, but it's just like also a set of principles that really can like, I could really take you a lot further. Also uh, the principle of building good habits, focusing on your body, focusing on your spirituality, your diet, anything that you ingest, everything in general, just cutting off toxic people in general, that could take you a lot further and everything compared to just like, you know, having like uh, bad uh, negative habits as a whole and everything or just conspire uh, having a whole uh, selective uh, uh, habits that aren't going to be helpful for you in the slightest uh you know that can also make or break your career that's very good yeah no seriously and it's just like you want to get around surround yourself with people that are kind of like-minded to that degree and everything right, right. people when, that's that's hungry and people that you know ain't gonna put you down so they can get up yeah that's it yeah no seriously you hear a lot about people who brag about oh they're gonna make it and blah 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 all they do is talk mess like all day or start drama all day and it's like dude if you put that same energy into just this whole into your passions and everything taking the steps to actually be organized into your passions you will be surprised where you go but you never hear about them people like after a while it's just like whatever like what was that no that's true that's true. Very true. But it's like from the decipher uh Charlotte situation, how did that uh come about? You just thought about like you just thought it up on one day and you just went with it? I can't take all the credit for it. Actually, um my supervisor at the guitar center, um, he came to me, you know what I'm saying, saying, Man, we got all this money that we make in here, we need we need to do something. We came up with this plan, you know, we're like, What is Charlotte missing? You know, there's showcases out here a lot of artists can get on to, but it's kinda like 
you know, a lot of artists don't get that opportunity to get to the next level. It's like you're just this showcase artist. So I believe in longevity and, you know, the name Eternal Quality is about, you know, I bring you in, you're going to grow with me. I want to bring in these artists that don't really get these opportunities, give them an affordable price to get on the stage. And it's like, okay, let's see how you do. I've had artists win this competition that didn't have producers or engineers. They recorded it at their home on their phones, Mm -hmm. you know. And we got judges. I don't judge any of the music. You know, they came in and win the showcase. Next thing you know, they're going to the final competition. They get a chance to win money and go to bigger festivals after this. Oh. Because, I, like, the winner of this competition, we taking them to other festivals. Oh, okay. And we're their management team. Oh, so, okay. Y'all do it all of them. That's actually yeah. cool. There's actually another um, organization that I've heard of. I think there might be a little bit down the line. But they're, they're pretty much familiar with the whole uh, festival situation. Um, artist development they're called a crowd freak and uh they also got a service called a distro freak and everything where if like, you upload music through distro freak and then they can just put it on every platform like distro kid okay. and everything but they, this time they actually review your music put it on playlists on spotify or spotify and actually um really can hook you up with festivals too brush your shoulders and stuff like like currency Wiz khalifa yeah. and uh, even rod wave and, and stuff of that nature that's what i was thinking about rolling with like in the future too but no one's like there's a y'all, y'all be doing it too with the cypher charlotte like here in charlotte yeah, and everything Char- in charlotte i mean there are some circumstances that we can't run our festival this year mm-hmm. it, it was a racial problem that i can't talk too much about because right. the press has to release it first That's all right. but you know i'm saying yes we we do that too dang even racial problem <laughs> you're in charlotte bro it's oh, actually no no here in charlotte I, i'm not really surprised about that yeah. but no racial problems in regards to music you know it's just like okay right, right. like you know like don't we all trying like you and, can listen to whatever you want and i don't make it about that like my showcase is equal you know what i'm saying you can come in and win this showcase as doing whatever genre you want i mean mostly rappers and black rappers sign up for it but i don't close the door to anybody that want to come in and showcase themselves yeah, most definitely, most definitely. But we don't want to go deep, deep on that because it's right. like, like you say, you know, the press hasn't really opened it up yet, right. and stuff of that nature. Um, but what do you, what do you feel like? What could, what do you, what characteristic types do you feel like could really, um, do you really look for in artists and everything that you want to work with, uh, in general? I think we kind of brushed up on that, but like, what are the main, main like characteristics in general? Well, I, I look to see if they have an open mind for one because um as a audio engineer um i understand my name is on this project as well so if i ever feel like you can do something better or you wasn't trying that good you know i'm gonna tell you to do it again i'm gonna try to help you figure out a better way to do stuff you know so i look for somebody with an open mind you know i also look for somebody that's hungry they just get got to have good listening skills you know what i'm saying and just um what else talent too at the end of the day it's talent too mm-hmm. yeah. talent is good and everything but i don't know i feel like hard work and like you know ethics is really i feel like that outweighs that because you can be the most talented person in the world and be like really lazy and like not even like you know i've seen plenty of artists yeah. who had all the talent in the world and were lazy yeah. seen plenty of that growing up Seriously, I feel like work ethic uh, matters a little bit more because talent is actually subjective and everything. That's how I see it. You know, you gotta have a little bit of t- uh, at just least some. Bit. You just gotta have some talent, some kind you know? of strength. You know, you know what I'm saying? You can't just come in here with no talent and just think that is you about to make a record. You know what I'm saying? You need to practice. Seriously. You got to practice. I mean, repetition is the best way to be the best at anything. Yeah. The only reason I'm so good at audio engineering because I had hundreds of artists and I've put in probably. 
twenty thousand hours mm-hmm. being an audio engineer. But it was hard work that like, really helped you on the way. Though. Absolutely hard work and a lot of downfalls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, seriously. Heavy with the downfalls. You know, when you're in this yeah. music thing, you're going to get your ups and downs for sure, especially your downs. But when you're up, you're up. That's yeah. the beautiful. That's what we're all working for is to get up. So it's like, you know, don't be hating on nobody. Don't be trying to drag people down and everything. And we then, can all work together. Then remembering that you can go down just as quick as you got up because yes. I've been up plenty of times and still went back down. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? all it is yeah most definitely man uh but outside of that and everything uh what are your interests like outside of music are you talking about like anime dude like what, what kind of stuff are you into um my girl more into anime than me i i grew up watching boruto i was watching not boruto naruto yeah. i was watching that in like kindergarten second grade growing up my whole life pretty much yeah. um, so I, i'll watch boruto now every week that it comes out um she'll be putting me on different things though mm-hmm, you know yeah. I be trying to get it. I mean, I don't be trying to get into Boruto. It's just, I don't know. It's just, I be trying to connect. It just, like, do it. Next generation anime is cool, but it's like, you got to do it a certain type of way. Like, I don't watch none of it, though. I watched a little bit in the beginning, but it's like what really turned me off about it is like, you know, one, it's just, you know, like I thought like a lot of Naruto's kids are going to take after the Hyuga clan a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? And they kind of did with Himawari. I was going to say, you like, ain't watch it for far enough yet. I'm not even going to spoil it for you. Just just know it's actually good once you keep going into it. Just know that. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm pretty sure of everything because I still, uh, a lot of people are looking forward to like the a grown Naruto and like him fighting a Kawaki and everything and the destroyed, uh, you know, Leaf Village and stuff of that nature. We don't know if Kawaki's going to destroy that Leaf Village yet. It could be Boruto. We don't know who's doing what or however they're doing it, it and everything. So I guess there's some reason to kind of listen. I think I'm about to skip past like some things that I'd like to get to, you know, yeah. but I do notice that the, uh, the old Suzuki has like a whole lot of, uh, a whole lot of like, um, um, whole lot of a presence in that anime and everything a lot more than oh, they the, do. Naruto. It sounds like you watched it. How do you get how you got this information? Hey, no, I'm still like an anime person. I okay. keep up with things a little. I just don't watch it. That's I don't okay. watch the episode. I keep up a little quiz. I'm still gonna keep up with it to a certain degree to at least keep up and see what's going on. You know, like you know, it still it, is. Like, I enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? I was the biggest Naruto fan. I was skeptical on it too. Mm. But when I got into it, I'm like, wow, this shit's good actually, and it's a lot faster paced than Naruto. Okay, a lot faster pace. Okay, okay, well, it's something different, you know. It's like I, yeah. now that saying because you're like one of the first few people that actually said like something positive about it. Yeah. Uh, so I'll like I'll let I'll definitely like check it out a little bit more extensively now. That yeah. sandwich. I guess it's like I'm still stuck on like I was kind of hoping like Naruto's son would kind of look <laughs> look like Naruto like with the spiky hair, but like I thought his hair was gonna be like brown and look. I thought he would take out over. <laughs> I thought he would like take after Neji a little bit more. But, like, you know, still, because, like, you know, Neji and Hinata are basically kind of, like, siblings in a sense, because they, both their parents is, like, another parents are, like, uh, well, They can't be realistic, though, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you, you might take after one of your parents mm-hmm. more than the other parent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I take more after my dad than my mom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. I, so, I think that's how they did the anime, and, um, he, but he does have some gent- gentle fists. Yeah, he does yeah. have the gentle fists a little bit. A little bit, so yeah, but it's still got uh, it. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I just I just didn't want to be a carbon copy in a sense, but uh, but a carbon yeah. copy that looks up to Sasuke and like for you know, I'm not really understanding like what exactly like does he want out of life so far because it's, like, at the same time like I'm not deep in the anime mm-hmm. like that and it's just, well really just turn me off about it. It's just like you know 
like okay you're, you're very overly like critical about your father being the whole kage and not spending time with you dude this dude had like no parents like his parents he was a freaking orphan from the day out nobody told him he had a beast in him and everything you know no one even told him who his real parents were his father was the freaking hokage no one gave a crap yeah. and everything you know and it was just like they didn't even bother they didn't protect dude dude had to really thug it out his whole life to get to this point and tries to at least help the village as best as he can you know in, in a world where i know i know they didn't trust him a whole lot i think because then the five kage like came to the leaf village and everything talk about concerns about power stuff like that it's a lot it's a lot to go into right now okay okay that's fine yeah. it's fine it's, so we could go into this for a while because like i am an anime person and naruto is my favorite oh yeah this this is stuff in the background and, and i'm crazy you want to pause it real quick no it's no problem i mean i could i could probably pause well, yeah excuse that and every, so i probably should have said you're ready or not are you you're ready yeah hey, but um you we, we were talking about animes, though. What animes do you watch? Oh, anime. oh yeah, Naruto's one of them um, and everything. Dragon Ball Z, of course, what got me into anime for sure as a kid because I was really, really young when I got into anime because my uncles went into it and then I was just, I think it was like my first memories were like anime too because I think uh-huh. I, that maybe 2002, so I was like maybe four or something like that, like 2002, 2001-ish. I was, I was okay. just into that stuff like all my life. Yeah, so like, you know, you don't really remember when you just get into it. You just like, you were just born into it. Basically. That's kind of true. You know what I'm saying? I said I started in like kindergarten. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We was having playtime on the playground doing the damn Naruto run, act like we were ninjas. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the time and everything. Yeah. But that was when it was like actually militaristic. That's what I miss the militaristic side of like Naruto, like back when it was like, they're building like soldiers and everything. And now it's yeah. like, there's all gods and like, they but, all you know, what's cool about it though, is like the fact that they added that ninja tech into it. Cause it's kind of like my little brother, I see he's more of a tech head than I am. I'm great at technology, but then I look at him, he's into the VR doing all the technology stuff. He mm-hmm. actually started up my uh, Twitch stream and did all that stuff for oh, me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference in generations. Oh, and that's yeah. what I appreciate about, you know, the Naruto creators doing, you know, showing that yeah i need to definitely look into it you know what's really messing me up about that i think it's because i i don't i didn't play the video game and everything because i got like ninja storm 4 and i've been playing all the video game but i got ninja storm 4 and it, which actually introduces boruto's generation and it's just like, i haven't played it all the way through yet because like, i'm not much of a video game nigga as much as i used to be or as i can take time out to actually play video game it's like i put a play on for like a little bit not hold it off like, cause like, cause life became a video game. Like, it's, it's hard to focus yeah, on a fantasy amazing. world. Yeah. It's hard to focus on a fantasy world when it's like you got like you know I I got these goals I got to hit. I got to do this. I'm trying to do this. You know what I'm saying? It's just like life gets more complicated when you got more goals to knock out. Like, I feel like video games help you growing up because like now can okay, I not had to set a goal and hit a goal? Cause now it's like a mission now. But it's just like you know I feel like that's what threw me off. I need to find maybe I don't know. As soon as I get this podcast up, so maybe I can still settle down and actually play some video games again but play, do a little bit of stuff you know to take your mind off all the business and everything i play video games myself too i play more uh 2k call of duty sort of video games but i did play some ninja storm oh, yeah. growing up you know but you said you never played them no no i have played them i played them it's just i don't play them like i used to i didn't play oh, okay. the, i didn't play the last one that actually inter, uh, introduces boruto for me to probably get into maybe I if play i played that one. it i ain't played that one either you don't play that one i played like the beginning part and everything but i haven't finished it all the way you know what i'm saying like yeah. when they're like with the first okage and the moderate fighting and everything and then going through like throughout the ending of the year war arc but i didn't reach the part where it's like you start playing boruto and stuff like that. okay yeah not- 
I can't remember when I stopped playing. I want to say they weren't even quite teenagers yet. They were probably still kids. Was that the first one? It was the first and second one, maybe. Uh, first okay. and second one, maybe. It's not bad to get into. Those Storm games are really good. I played, I think, the second one and the third one and parts of the fourth one and everything. Oh, you know? They were goaded, bro. Back in the day, they was goaded. Like, I mean, Dragon Ball Z video game was goaded. Yeah, the Budokai Tenkaichi one. Yeah, but them Naruto games was fun, too. Yeah, man. I love me some of the Dragon Ball Z Budokai. I think yeah. those were good. Budokai 3 or something like that. Tenkaichi. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah it, was, it was crazy, man. It was so, so crazy, bro. Like, those, those times, man, they were wild. Those PlayStation 2 times? Crazy. Bro, um, what? PlayStation 2? Greatest console ever. I was living in South Carolina when the PlayStation 2 was out. I was playing a lot of 007, uh, Crash Bandicoot, shit like that. Yeah. Do you ever play Twin Sanity? No. By, uh, Crash Bandicoot? Uh, I can't remember, bro. That was the one where he had to like team with like uh, the dude with the N on his head, Dr. Cortex. Why does his head yeah. got an N in it if he's like Cortex? I, I don't know. I don't know. Neo Cortex, I think that's for Neo. Oh, yeah. Midnight Club? You played Midnight Club? No, but I did play Grand Theft Auto 3. I was trying to play Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. My first video game I ever played was Vice City. Vice City? Yes. I, pl- I play all the Grand Theft Auto. I actually still play Grand Theft Auto 5 to this day. Yeah, it's just like, but you don't be playing the story over and over. You be playing like the, what, what's it called? Um, I play online. Online, yeah, that's it. I play the online mode. Me and my boys would get on there and run a bunch of money and just spend it. But that's about it. Y'all should put it on Twitch. You know, people can make hella bread off Twitch just well, by that. I, I do got a Twitch account. My Twitch account isn't really revolved around gaming. It's more revolved around relationships and like, um... We, our fan base wants us to do a lot of reactions because I'm not the greatest at video games. My little brother is the video game head, like I told you. You know, occasionally I'll get on and play some games, but it's more, it's more fun. We do like drinking games on Twitch, you know, different type of content. I think one of my friends had a Twitch account. I was like, I need to get on with Twitch. I don't know what I really need to because it's like you know T Grizzly. All he does is play Grand Theft Auto on Twitch. Yeah. He be making like six figures off that. Yeah, shit with the right with the right fans and the right people on your on your Twitch, you know what I'm saying? I I, I want to say it took us two to three streams to get affiliated to where we can make money. Uh, yeah. so you so you already make money off Twitch, guys. Yeah, 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 we do. I need to put that on my vision board for next year to get on Twitch. <laughs> Cause, do it, bro. Like if thinking about it like this, if you're doing it anyway, why not make money off it? If you're playing video games, why not stream it? No, you know, seriously, I didn't know that many people are on Twitch where people can make like six thousand dollars. Like YouTube, yeah, because it's like YouTube started like when I was in elementary school, and it was just clips and like watching dumb videos. But I miss those times. Some streamers make more than that every month, like probably fifty hundred thousand a month. That is crazy, man. If I could just be paid that much money literally just to just do whatever, man, I would do more of whatever, man. I quit every job I had if I was making 100K off of gaming. <laughs> Why not? That is a job. Like, what? That's a job. That's a job without a 401K, though. That's very true. That's the thing about regular jobs. Regular jobs going to get you the benefits that you wasn't going to get anywhere else. But, I mean, if it ain't adding up to that money that you're getting over here, you know, it, I'll tell you where to put your time at. God, this is me again. Okay, it's just like if you can just hook me up with just something, something to just make me money with besides music or anything, yeah. bro. Please. Crazy thing, you don't, you ain't gonna know it's gonna hit until you try it, though. You know, I didn't know my Twitch was gonna jump that fast. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where we got 
a thousand followers in our first couple weeks. You know, I didn't know that was going to happen. I'm definitely getting to it next year for sure. Yeah. Maybe you think I should get back on. I mean, not get back on because I ain't get a Twitter. Like, would you would you consider like maybe getting getting a Twitter also? Like, I'm thinking like, well, I want to wait till I make a fan base first before I get on Twitter. Like, well, I I got a Twitter. I'm just inactive. I actually hate social media in general, though. Everybody does. Everybody Why does. Do you hate social media? I hate social media. Like, I feel like it's good and it feel like it can be very helpful. But I feel like what people has turned social media into over the years is what really made it bad. I feel like it kind of yeah. warped reality to a certain degree where a lot of the people who you think are popping, like people are more focused on the image than really more focused on like the person as a, as a whole. That's so true. it's like, so because of that, people are become very surface level with everything that they do. Yeah. And so that is, so that always leads to conflict in regard and revolving around image and everything. That's which true. which is like I feel like that's one of the main issues we have with our generation. It's like, you know, so that's just my view. Well what I don't like about social media is like um just the just a lot of negativity, bro. Yeah. And I refuse to support things like that, you know what I'm saying? But the sad thing is that's what's make but that's what makes the money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So with my values and morals and everything, I just don't support a lot of that. That's all it is. Yeah, man, I want to take a break so bad, but I, I do this whole. Uh, How's it going, sir? Everything cool? How y'all doing? So, yeah, why did you uh, hate uh, social media again? So I had to cut off for a little bit. Like, I know you're saying there's a whole lot of negativity and stuff. Yeah, it'd just be a whole lot of negativity and distractions that I just don't even need in my life. Like, my followers on social media know I only post what's going to be relevant. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, when I want y'all to pop out with me at events, I'll post some events. Or when I want to show y'all what's going on in my, my life and it's authentic as me, you know what I'm saying? I'll show you that. And then a lot of people don't show you the bad sides of their life. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be the first person to tell you I go through real shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to hide that from nobody. I go through real shit. I, I'll go broke. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'll be down. I'll be borderline homeless. I'll be everything. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever you can name, that's, that's what I am. You know, shame and authenticity, for right. but I just feel like I don't know. It's just social media. I know I spoke on the episode on the podcast with Leo Year about like the negativity of the world and the bad spirits. I feel like social media kind of plays into like really spreading that negative energy and everything. You know, it's just like, every time I'm just on social media, I just going out like, dang, I really spent hours scrolling on this same screen, just checking everybody a bit of what they got going on. When really I could have just <clears> called a friend and just see like, hey, how you doing today? Just checking up on you. What's up? Like, hey, yo you got anything you, you want to just pull up what we do want to show for a minute you know it's like like relationships became more surface level although it really helped with networking social media helps with that it does but it just networking. it just makes everything so superficial you know so yeah. it's just like we're trying to bridge the grab gap of thing there are people like on social media you probably follow for years and you've probably been cool but you never even think for like once to just hit them up and just say like hey yo, you want to chill or whatever you want to do yeah. whatever you know what i'm saying uh, relationships became more superficial and it's just like you know I, I try to fight that where it's like okay it's like I you know cause I, I be trying to find time to like make this podcast and like you know like you're you're 127 so it means after yeah. you there's 23 more episodes I gotta do before the end of the year which I be, I think is becoming more and more like okay like you can really hit this goal now because like now I'm going on the neighborhood app and trying to ask people around some people who are war veterans 
you want to do it, you want to grind, I got some more people for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the one thing that Leo, that's one of the other things Leo recommended me to you, too, because he said you knew a lot of artists in town, too. So, like, it definitely sent them my way for sure. I'm sure I like to hear, I like to pick other people's brands that kind of like, kind of get a feel of what their background is and everything. You know, like I said, the episode's very focused on that person. Mm-hmm. and stuff of that nature but it's just like yeah man it's just yeah this whole social media thing it's like it could be better i feel like we need to really change it up could be culture. better like like you're saying like yeah. it does spread a lot of negativity like i kind of want to see more positive things that people are doing like if somebody fed or rescued 12 puppies or you know or somebody got shot somewhere over here you know what's gonna do better numbers mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. the bad things and like that i don't even want to see they post positive things but the thing even when you do post positive things so there's always someone trying to make a negative twist about it or something yeah, like that yeah. you know or just like you know you it's could ignorance yeah but even that like now it's starting to risk people's lives too like with pmb rock man mm-hmm. just the whole ihop situation just because they knew their location he lost his life at an ihop like pmb rock an artist has probably been everywhere lost his life at a freaking IHOP. Pop Smoke got got caught up literally because somebody knew where he, where he was staying at. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you know, not everything you got to post on social media, man. That's very true because, like, the people I lost in my life, you know, I had other people that were worried about things that, you know, wasn't good. You know, I was over here wondering if my bro was good, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, making sure he didn't die. But they worried about the extra shit, you know where when who did this you know type shit it it's just be a lot of that bro like rest in peace to pnb rock by the way because he was one of my influences mm-hmm. yeah man no, seriously pnb rock um exotentacion juice yeah. world nipsey hustle pop smoke like literally like i even spoke about it like uh, on several like how many artists have literally passed um, and even recently, Takeoff got killed, which I never would have thought that like, Takeoff would have got killed. I didn't, I didn't see that coming either. Literally, like, I was at work. I'm like, what, Takeoff? And I was like, because it starts with one post. And then you think, okay, they're just messing with you. Then another post, and then a third post. Like, oh, wow, okay, this dude really got, you know, his life taken away. At such a young age. Dude was, like, yeah. 28. He was yeah. in his 20s, dude. And he did all that in like a decade with Migos. Yeah, man, it's a crazy industry you live in. All I gotta say is, you know, move smart, watch who you trust. You know what I'm saying? You just gotta watch people. A damn dice game. Be aware. Just have an awareness about who's around you. Like now nowadays, I'm so focused on the team I got around me or the people that's around me, you know what I'm saying? Because if one person's lacking, that's gonna be your downfall. Yeah, no, seriously, man. But that a freaking dice game? You lose your life? This is a generational talent. No. And it's just like, you just be like, dang. Even Nipsey also died in front of his store. Like, why are people getting caught in, like, the most randomest places? Like, man, we all believe it, it, It'd be, like, places that you're comfortable at. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It might be at home. You know, yeah. it, could, it could be when you... It's always when you least expect it most of the time. That's why I say I just try to. That's why I just can't see myself being in Charlotte too long, man. Because there's too much jealousy in this city as it is, man. Like, so, and, and you realize that like, you didn't even grow up here, but it's like you grew up here for like a couple of years. Like, yeah, you've been here for like you've been here for a while. <laughs> man, even though I moved here last year and I already got ops out here. Really? <laughs> man, yeah. What? Yeah. Dang! Why are we like that? Why are we like that? One like 
I ain't trying to bash nobody or what they got going on. I'll even come in and help you out with what you got going on. You know, help you grow. You help me grow type shit. But, you know, people just want to take it there. That's all it is. People just want to take it there. And it's sad because even just hearing you talk and everything, I would have never thought you ever had any ops and everything. Like, none. But I know we all got haters. But it's like, dang, like, bro, like, you hating on people that don't even want to speak about nothing but positivity and everything. Like, what, what are you just into negativity? Like, no, man, I likes me some not negativity. What's up? Let's get negative right now. Like, come on, man. man. I, I got ops everywhere I go. Even at Western Carolina, I had ops. It's called the NCAA. Dang. Because I was taking their athletes and making them into great artists. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the NCAA, bro, showing up at my crib, spying on me. Wow. Then that really shows dimensions. Because I never had no issues with nobody in North Carolina Central University really? and everything. I could maybe one dude might say some like dumb sh- sh- shit sometimes, but it's just like you just learn to just forget about it because like 8,000 people. Oh, snap. I just got my class. There's like 8,000 people at the school yeah. and 80% of them is women. Like, how you going to beef with dudes when there's like 80% of women in between that? Like, I don't know. Well, the truth is, the further you get up, mm-hmm. the more problems you're going to have. Like, like what my business partner told me, I'm like, man, why am I having all these issues? He's older than me. He's like 50-something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's mentoring me. He's like, man, that's just the closer you get to the top. You're going to have them problems. And I was like, okay. Damn. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I hear that all the time. And, bro, I just pray, bro. It's like, whatever, mm-hmm. wherever I go in life with this whole music thing, let me just have, like, you know, let me just have, like, the mental strength and also, like, the viability to really just be able to manage to get through this whole thing. Because the very few people even reach a certain age in, like, the whole rap industry, man. Like, Takeoff didn't even touch 30, man. Yeah. He didn't, which is, like, it's not fair. None of them touched 30. The last five people you named, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nipsey also passed 30. Yeah, he passed 30, but you're talking about eggs, Juice World, Takeoff. There's somebody that died on the same day as X. Yeah, on the same day as X? Who was that one that died on the same day as X? I'm trying to remember. That was somebody. Now, 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 I, rem- talking about? now I remember. Pittsburgh. Jimmy Wapo. Okay, okay. I wasn't too deep as a fan of Jimmy Wapo. Okay, I know there was somebody. Wapo. He had some hard music. I didn't listen to a lot of his songs like I was listening to the X, but he had like three bangers that I was playing every night. You know what I'm saying? Okay, well then, case like you know, you you got a good music taste, I'm sure. So it's like I'll probably be able to look him up. Although it's like he already passed away, so it's just like you know, but it's yeah. like definitely want to give his his music the honor. You know, right, right. I definitely want people to listen to my music when I'm gone. But it's like, damn, like dude, like really, like wow, we really take people. <laughs> losing their lives it's just like i had a friend well not a friend because i didn't really know him personally i wanted him to be on the podcast because mm-hmm. like this is how crazy that recent this was because he was alive at the beginning of this year and like you know but it's like he passed he got murdered recently uh jaw slt i don't know if you heard of him i ain't heard of him you ain't heard of him okay that's why he was really starting to blow up and everything he got more subscribers on youtube than quentin miller and everything so it's just like quentin miller was a ghostwriter for drake and whatever. I know Quentin Miller's pretty low key, but it's just like once you're a ghostwriter for Drake and everything, you know, you kind of made it. You you kind of made it, <laughs> but it's just like, but to know that you know, but Jaw was really like I think we went to the same uh, college too and everything, and dude like he dude just got shot in the face there, yeah, not in the face. I don't know exactly where he got shot, but he got shot like literally just driving his car and someone put him on the side, pop pop pop, and that was it. He was doing well. He was going to be on his way. Like, why do you want to take people's lives and do nothing but their passion? How does that bother y'all? It don't matter what you do in this life. There's always going to be them haters. You know what I'm saying? I can't even go home. 
<laughs> I can't go to my old town. That's just simple. You know what I'm saying? That's second bad, though. Once I get out, I'm getting the hell out of here. You better get like, far away from here. Go to wherever you want to go. You know, I, I want to live in Japan at some point. No, seriously, because it's just like, uh, I don't know, just anywhere but here, man. It's just not trying to say like trying to shit on Charlotte or nothing by anything, because we have some of the most untapped sh- like talent here. in Charlotte. I know I've even mentioned like Keanu Reese, mm-hmm. uh, Leo Era, who I've interviewed. I've interviewed right. so many artists from here. Right. And I'm like, OK, well, we really are like pushing the threshold. Like by the end of this decade, like there ain't no way like not like at least a couple of us are going to be like millionaires or known to some degree. Cause ain't no way. That's Cause true. like with all the talent that we got, that's untapped and everything, the mindsets that are here that are present here that yeah. I didn't even realize are present here beforehand, ain't no way. Except another person who <laughs> tries to take your life before you get there, yeah. and it's just like let's just not even speak a lot of that into existence because I want everybody to win. You know, it's just I only get inspired. I get on this podcast, I hear y'all stories, hear y'all backgrounds, where y'all headed, and what's your philosophies of things, and then it's just like you know I think like you know hip hop's gonna be good. Hip hop's gonna be just fine in a couple years, but then it's just like you know, it's just you got these niggas who claim they want to get this thing done, who claim they want to get far in this game, and then it's like all they do is try to drag other people down, and then it's like try to get in the way of their growth, and that is so weird to me. Be an ego boost, too much pride in this industry, you know what I'm saying? Um, I've dated artists before, you know, it's always that ego boost. You know, when I'm an artist, you're an artist. We need to support each other. It's, it's be a whole lot of that, bro. It's not ego, man. That's just it's insecurity. That's just yeah. foolishness and everything. You know, it's just like I ain't no. I don't care if like there was like a rapper that started yesterday and then blew blew up like the end of the week and everything. I might know him their whole life and I've been chasing. I would never hate on nobody. I feel like that's beautiful for you to change your whole life up because it's like you know that's God's like that's like God did it in a sense yeah. through you. That's a gift. Yeah. Why do you want to get in the way of other people's gifts and other people's blessings? Don't you want your own blessings too? Like it would suck if you somebody else wanted to pull you down and didn't want you to get blessed. And so that's such a weird concept. It's just not in my head. It's not in my program and not in my nature. Yeah. Not, I can't relate to. It. No, it's true. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even be where I'm at today if it wasn't for those people in my life that wanted to bring me up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And not hold me down. Yeah. I wouldn't even be here today. Yeah, seriously, man. That's why it's like for anybody that's listening out, out there, bro. Like, literally, like your circle will really carry you a lot further than you think. And it's not about just caring. You got to be a good part of that circle too. You got to have your own. You got to have. You got to bring something to the table also. But at the same time, having like a circle of like well determined good habits just good high vibrational people you will get so far in this world and just in life and just music whatever you want to do in life you're gonna get far gotta cut off the toxic gotta cut off the insecure gotta cut off the bullshitters man because i swear it's just it's gonna be constant constant just frustration irritation anxiety depression and then next thing you know it's just gonna it'll ruin your life you know don't don't ruin the what's life what the life that god has given to y'all and everything like be around high positive people choose your circle wisely yeah you ain't never lie bro never anyway um but it's like uh, going back on to your background because like, i know you got like a good 10 minutes and everything and everything when growing up what really led you really to get into like music in general man so many things led me to music you know what i'm saying from learning to play the piano in church 
to join in the marching or yeah, the marching band in high school or joining the band in middle school to having a family that was into music. A lot of things kept leading me to this direction. I'll, I'll be honest and tell you the thing that kind of forced me into this direction was um, because I was a great athlete in high school too, you know, when junior Olympics with the wrestling and I was a great football player, but um, season going into my junior year, this is going to be one of my best seasons yet. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I started varsity in my uh, freshman, sophomore year of high school, but you know, an injury is what kind of led me to music. I shattered my foot at a football camp during the summer. And, you know, I was depressed because I thought, you know, damn, I, wrestling is going to be my future football could be my future you know what i'm saying um so i was, I was kind of in, in a depression but um the new band director at albemarle high school he actually reached out to me on facebook it's like i heard about your situation a lot of students talking about you i kind of want you to come into this band and be the leader for this band so he made me the drum major the albemarle high school mm-hmm. band and that's where I found my passion and knew when I leave high school, I need to go to a school with a great marching band. Mm. You know what I'm saying? This is why I'm taking music seriously now because I can't get no scholarships for no sports no more because mm. a shattered foot, you're out for three years. You know what I'm saying? Dang. Can't do nothing else. Okay, well, I mean, that's good that you find your passion with things. You know, my brother really wanted to get into football for a while. I'm trying to get him back into football again because, you know, he's not really, like, injured, injured or whatnot. Um, And, like, I got a friend that uh, plays for the Charlotte Thunder, and I'm like, you know, it's not the NFL, but it's like, you know, you get $500 a game. I'm trying to get my other cousin into it, uh, too, and everything. Yeah, yeah, no, $500 (laughs) a game is good. They don't start their season until, like, February, so I'm I'm really trying to get them tapped in, maybe to start working out with them, even if they don't play this season. At least work out with them and network with them so you can be able to at least play for, like, another season. You know what I'm saying? You know, get yourself in shape, you know, do that stuff and everything. We could probably make it, like, a – uh, together a family thing Maybe we could all just go work out together do something you know you know what i'm saying do something yeah. to really like you know really get you on that path because like your passions i don't want people like in life to really give up on whatever that unless they really absolutely have to and everything but to know that you still found hope to really like through this music thing you know that's just that's just god giving you another gift like just opening another door for you and everything just something to always keep in mind on uh, to that degree and everything, you know, uh, music can be a very beautiful thing. Also, although it's like in the rap game, this is kind of like low vibrational with a lot of things now. But it's just like, you know, at the same time, I feel like it could change very soon. Like 2020 should started. Who knows? Maybe the end of 2020. So probably to be the best decade of music ever. Yeah, you got you got to think about like sometimes the direction you want your life to go is not god's direction for you exactly and bad things that happen in your life aren't necessarily bad you know what i'm saying if i would have never shattered my foot in high school that i wouldn't even be here right now i would have went i was planning to go to michigan and wrestle Mm -hmm. you know but instead i went to north carolina or western carolina university and i pursued music had a whole lot of people probably inspired a whole lot of uh, lives and everything with the whole decipher situation you feel me i wouldn't have it any other way this is exactly where i want to be and i'm happy with it you gotta keep keep that trust in god man i swear man it's just it's so scary like how good things can go if you just just trust (laughs) and have faith in in the process but it's like you know they're going to another subject matter it's like you know 
in this rap game, there's a whole lot of trends that are wonderful. They're just, okay, great. I love how that's going on. But then this other side that's just kind of whack and everything. If you would go into the description of what you find in the rap game now, um, in today's age of the rap game, like what are some things you find? Okay, that's wonderful. That's positive. That's great. Keep that pushing that. And what are some things that are just like kind of whack? Like, no, no, they need to cut that stuff out. Like, what's up? <laughs> effort and not even trying you know what i'm saying keep the effort cut out the i didn't even try on this shit you know what i'm saying because there's people like me that's working four months on one song Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying that that's just how i feel about it I can tell when somebody didn't put no effort into a song. Okay, very cool. I'll definitely see if I can send you my mixtape and see just so you can critique it and everything. Cause I always want to like send it out just because I like, guess art and everything. You know, I always although it came out like a while ago, and I pretty much know basic of what things I need to work on. I just want to hear from other people's perspective. I get and everything. Give you some critique on it. You know what I'm saying. But uh, going deeper into like for this generation of rap artists from like uh, the low, the, the like the low Zans and the so on and so forth and everything, you know, like and like the good like with Corday and everything, you know, like you know who what are what are some things that you feel that you look forward to like years going down and everything hopeful in regards to this uh, generation of rap and everything. This generation of rap, yeah. Like, what are some things that you, like, have hope for that you feel like, okay, that's going to get better? And, like, what are some things that just kind of, like, you find also kind of whack that's, like, in the in, in this generation rap that uh, that I feel like is kind of holding us down? Like, that's, that's a hard one to answer. You know what I'm saying? The, the younger kids are getting smarter. I'm not even going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. They're getting smarter. They know how to make a higher quality music but less money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Their engineers are getting better. I, I was kind of one of them. You know, I can make it three four hundred dollar studio work but they getting better like they can make a cell phone work to where i didn't even know that they didn't even record it into a studio mm-hmm. you know that, that's something to look forward to you know anything else i can't really think of it right now mm-hmm. okay okay uh in five years from now and seeing like certain trends and everything because like you know how i see it it's like i feel like it's kind of some people don't see it as 50-50, but I feel like I guess maybe it's just me and like how like what I really ingest music wise and everything. But I feel like there's a lot of lyricism that's starting to kind of be pushed on one hand with the core days and uh I know um Yeah, core days cool. And um just other rap artists and everything. I know Joey Badass just dropped uh uh nine no, it wasn't nineteen ninety, it was two thousand, right? That's what he dropped? Like yeah, I don't know. It was two thousand. Um, and everything, um, it's just stuff for that. Although Joey Bad has kind of been here for like a while and everything though, but it's just like, just in general, it's like, I feel like, you know, I feel like when you want to find like lyrical rap, it's not as hard as it used to and everything. Um, whereas, oh yeah, they might push that stuff on the radio, but it's like, you don't really let it stick with you as much anyway, because it's like, it's just, it's, it's all the same. You think it's not as hard as it used to be? Like what music nowadays? Like lyricism? Um... I don't think it's hard, really, because it's like, you know, whatever you find, you can always find, like, another artist that is just like, okay, like, this is a dope artist. You can keep up with that dope artist, you know, you know like, Corday. Maybe the media might not push them a lot to the forefront and everything, but with that's like, SoundCloud, Spotify, and everything, you're bound to find, like, music, even when it's kind of underground and everything, and, and you know, maybe they might not blow up yet. But it's like, you know, you can really just, you have more options now. I, we do have a lot of options. I feel like it's getting a little bit more creative. Like our generations are more open to a lot of things that yes. the past generations wasn't open to. So it's kind of like comparing 
LeBron to Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's different generations. We still have good lyricists here today. Yeah. Great lyricists. Yeah. Very great real lyricists and everything. And I feel like it can only get better now yeah. because it's like a lot of like the people like the Takashi 69s and the Lil Pumps and everything. Like, although it was pretty cool, like people get older, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. then it's just like, what's well, school like with the whole Zans and the whole, like, oh, like, you don't even put any effort into the songs. Like, 21 Savage was a part of the same uh, generator, Lil Uzi Vert, and all the people. And still, I feel like 21 Savage has improved so much now, or you can even do an album like with Drake, and it, which is actually, I need to hit, let's do it again, but it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty I good. Listened to it yet. I haven't listened to it yet. Not yet. You gotta put it on in the car. Got to put it on the car. It's like, it's okay. Take your time. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> but it's like, at the same time, it's just like, you know, because like, I know some people might not put it up against like, what a time to be alive and everything. Because I guess maybe because nostalgic <clears throat> reasons, a lot of things sound better back in the day yeah. than now. But it's like, um, at the same time, it was still a pretty dope record. And it's just like, you know, 21 Savage is like, I had a level now where it's like, you, you can you put him up to J. Cole, put him up with Drake. And everything. I, I don't know if he done song with Kendrick Lamar, but I'm sure if he ever did like song with Kendrick Lamar. It would also be like amazing, pretty dope too. Like That's what happens when you find your voice, you find your sound, you find out who you are. Yeah, you know so what I'm saying you can't miss. So it just showcases that all you got to do is just put the effort in, and like yeah. literally it'll happen for you, and everything. So it's like really Twenty One Savage is very inspirational to me. Like on that, like dude, yeah. dude really just grew up into this rap thing like really grew into his shoes and everything like you know i feel like that's that's wonderful yeah and i respect the rappers that's not afraid to change mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying or accept what their new life is i respect that yeah like how the creator and everything how the creator was like you know the whole bastard to <clears throat> goblin to wolf yeah and then cherry bomb and then it's just like flower boy and then i, I-, I- gore and then uh call me if you get lost Really great album selection, by the way. It's like very, very great discography. Like you know, yeah. but it's like, and he's just thirty, so it's like he still has time on, and it's like he's only getting better on that end. So like he's been out for so long. <laughs> I remember listening to him when I was a kid. So it was like I think I was like middle school. I think yeah, that's like first. Like that. Yeah, and then it's just an odd future. I, I didn't really get into him into him until he dropped Wolf, and then like Lord of Scrawl was on Adult Swim. He was doing all yeah. types of things. So it's like that's that's one of my. My idols right there is how the creator and everything. Just, idols. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my main main people is like okay, Notorious B.I.G., Tupac are like the main main artist that really got me into rap game. And then it was like you know, like the more I started exposing myself to other artists in the '90s, like Nas and the Wu Tang Clan mm-hmm. and everything. And then moving on like to like people today with J Cole, Kendrick Lamar, um, uh, Drake, obviously. Um, because like Drake is just always on the uh, like J. Cole's like one of my main main people Ty the Creator I like Freddie Gibbs MF Doom MF Doom okay. yeah changed my life in a sense because like, it was just like yo it's like this really is on the ground yeah so like are, are you mainly influenced by rap or do you have other genres that you influenced by I mean hip hop is like the main main influence and everything but it's like if I had to step out like okay rock I would say um <laughs> Who in rock? Uh, I know there's a lot of rock uh people yeah. that I know of like so, but I feel like there's like in terms of the one that I really like really mess with like System of a Downs like I like System of a Down, um, what, what are they called Finger Eleven I think is that what it's called Nine Nine Inch Nails is pretty alright um what's that Three Days of Grace um. Um, a lot of the people that I know about it through like SmackDown versus Raw game, so it's just like <laughs> okay. I'm gonna be honest with that. Yeah, like, so, I'm not 
of course, I'm mainly a trap and rap engineer, producer, or whatever. But, like, what I listen to regularly just be so broad, you know what I'm saying? And I kind of... I kind of take techniques and little pieces here and there from each genre, you know what I'm saying? Where my girl, too, she listens to everything. She's always showing me some new genres. Like, this is a new genre that came out. You need to listen to this music. But, you know, I'm not too involved into the rap past, you know what I'm saying? I listen to a lot of things outside of rap whenever I'm not doing my work yeah that'll help you like really freshen things up man it's like you know it's just yeah. like you know it's like especially like, with system of a down i feel like that's like one of the i feel like that's a rock band that's like i feel like that's i i feel like okay that's like my rock band everybody got like a rock band that kind of like reflects them or it's like you know if i were a rock band yeah. this is the rock band i'd be i like pop music a lot actually oh really who artists out of pop do you like man there's so many pop i honestly want to consider three days grace a pop but I like um like the plain white tees, you know. I like Lady Gaga growing up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, Lady Gaga was cool. Lua Deepa nowadays, she's she's dope. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you listen to any of her music, but a lot of pop music. Also, um, so one of my cousins is actually um Michael Bivens from New Edition R and B group. Oh. They kind of influenced a lot of different styles into R and B, including pop, including um rap and R and B. They need to bring back Neo Soul. I like Neo Soul. I actually got some Neo Soul artists. Yeah, Neo Soul needs to come back. Like this, we we <laughs> needed. I feel like that's what would need to clear there all this negativity. We need yeah. some more Anthony Hamilton. We need some more common. I'm with it, bro. Need I'm some more. It. Need some more Lauren Hill and uh, some yeah. uh, um, freaking uh, Life Jennings too. Uh, yeah, I agree with that statement. We need some slice of life type songs, you know, like with the whole yeah. J. Cole vibes and everything. But we need we need some more slice of life. We need to really stay grounded. I feel that would really help. Too. Absolutely. We need a lot of that. <clears throat> Besides that, like in my family, my mom just grew me up listening to a lot of R&B. And one of her favorite artists was Prince. And he's actually one of my favorite artists as well. Yeah, Prince is good. I need to check in deeper into Prince's catalog and everything. Oh, so good, bro. And on top of that, he mastered pretty much every single instrument mm. and you know how hard it is to master anything yeah prince is crazy i know he was really good at basketball not because of the dave Chappelle thing <laughs> i've seen that episode. Like, know, yeah, everybody knows about that episode but it's like he really was really good at basketball like crazy good and everything yeah. dude dude's in his own lane like i don't know the government the government got him like bad yeah <laughs> i agree ain't I no agree way he's gonna he ain't no way dude just got sick and they just because I mean, Prince was one of them people that that was growing up that you never n- knew anything about. There wasn't a lot of negativity about him in the news. You know what I'm saying? You don't know a lot about what's going on in his life. He laid low. He was a safe person. That's so. the best way to go. That's how J Cole is and everything. You don't see J Cole out and that's like protesting or something like a little bit. Like he, he's like a day to day kind of guy. That's like the yeah. best way to like be famous, but also be like rich at the same time. Like, yeah, I, feel like- I mean, even with that, you kind of not safe. Yeah, no, seriously, but who? Michael Jackson, big influence too, though. Uh, oh yeah, Michael Jackson. I chose the Prince side because they, you know, they're kind of going head to head at that time. But you know, I feel like I'm more familiar with Michael Jackson than Prince. But it's like you know, the Prince. I actually, I only got two records in there for my record player. One's a Prince record, the Purple Rain album. Mm. The other one's a Kid Cudi album. Oh yeah. Oh, so you're a big Kid Cudi fan then? Yeah, I like Kid Cudi. Yeah. yeah, bro. I remember one day and night was coming out. Like that was around yeah. the time where it was like it was, MySpace was actually like the thing. And so I was kind of young at that time. But we we're going to K Skate and they play that stuff at K Skate. I'm like, bro, this is this whole <laughs> song is a vibe, bro. 
going to Kate Skate Skating Rink when they play day and skates? Yeah, when we were, when were young. Yeah, Kate Skate. That sounds so familiar. I feel like I went there before, bro. You probably did. You probably did. We had the, it was like a skating rink. Like in I think they had one in the Indian Trail. I think, yeah. That's, I, I feel like I've been there before. <laughs> you probably have. But it's like they, they'll play like uh, day and night from Kid, Kid Cudi when you're like. Yeah. Skating and everything, bro. Those are the times, bro. Dude, yeah. that sounds like dude, when those that song, the times. when when song when day and night came out. I don't know what the world was just different, bro. It like, was. Did y'all have the all uh, those um, all night skates? Not oh. all night, but I think I think they had that as an option. But it would get close to nighttime when we were like get leave like skate skate. Yeah, we had those all night skates where we we were kids and we would go to the skating rink and be there all night. Just kind of get in trouble a little bit but back on kid cuddy yo you feel like kid cuddy's not getting like you know uh the the respect that i feel like he he should have like had or not i should have but you just feel like he's not being respected as much as he should i mean i've personally always respected kid cuddy yeah but i mean as far as what the world thinks i have no idea to be honest Um, they threw a bottle at him threw a bottle at him yeah it was like a one performance i think it was like they said, like, if somebody throws another bottle at me right now, <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm off this damn stage. And then they throw another one. I feel one. like that happens all the time. So I used to actually work as a security guard for festivals, yeah. for artists. And I, that happens a lot, bro. Dang. That's crazy, man. But Kid Cudi, though, it's just like, I don't know. I think they got him as a replacement for Kanye West at Rolling Loud. I think that's what it did it because people wanted to get Kanye West. I need to go to a Kanye West concert for sure. Like, I'm down for that one. Kanye West, Kendrick Lamar. Well, one of my favorites right now is A Boogie. Oh, yeah. I've heard some things about Hey Boogie. I feel like, yeah, they're, they're generally positive. He's it's, uh, it's a dope artist. I need to get into it. I honestly love the New York style of music. Like, just their style in general. I feel like I would go thrive over there. I, I've been loving their music for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like I like Atlanta's place where it's like with the whole lot of like, there's so, so many types of Atlanta, Atlanta artists and they're from all types of, I don't want to say all types of walks of life, but there's just, there's so much music from there from Outkast, yeah. Childish Gambino, the obvious traps out with Young Thug. Um, yeah, Jid out there. Yeah, Jid. Jid is very, very hard. Um, but it's just um Gucci Man, Young Jeezy. It's just like the whole ecosystem of Atlanta's music scene is just so deep. And it's just like how is Charlotte left behind by Atlanta? Like where it's just like we're southern metropolitan cities, even if we're not like heavy with the hood stuff, there should be like more like a life in Charlotte. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't know how to answer that question. I I ain't been in Atlanta enough to answer that. I need to go out there in Atlanta. I need to really, I need to tap in and link up and network out there in Atlanta because I know that's like that's basically going to be like the Hollywood of the South, like yeah. And again, maybe a couple more decades when they start making more movies and things of that nature, and it's just like the music thing too kind of helps. It can really bring a whole lot of opportunities for us. But it's like, oh yeah, we've kind of overstepped the whole hour line of like. uh this uh, this interview and stuff of that nature, and everything. We can't be here all day, night. So yeah. it's like I feel that, but it's like, it's a pretty good, this is a pretty good episode. And everything. It's, it's a like, great episode, man. I love to get back on the podcast and do another episode with you in the future. You know, kind of catch up on some stuff, finish some conversation. I could talk about this for days. No, seriously, I can tell. Oh, definitely. I'll see if I can tap in with you on uh, Nexus tonight. We'll be in Charlotte uh, up until next year. I think I'm trying to move to DC sometime like later, later next year. But I'm okay. trying to do. Trying to add video to the Mental Thuds podcast uh, for the third season, so it's like now it's just like you know I'm just trying to get the audio stuff content out. Then maybe next year if I have video, definitely want to hit a, at least fifty.
50 more episodes like with it live so it's just like you're definitely gonna be on the list for people i want to give you do it bro like i respect your grind i respect everything you got going on you know i invite you to my humble abode you know i listen to your episodes and i like what you got going bro so just keep working to that bro you're gonna get somewhere with it and now you're a part of the mental thirst podcast. I'm a part of it. I'm part of the family now, y'all. <laughs> definitely, definitely want to tap in with Decipher, Charlotte. Definitely want to tap in with other artists that you might know too. Uh, for instance, because it's like you know, I respect other people like in Charlotte that actually want to focus on building the rap scene in Charlotte. And it seems like you're taking that due diligence to actually right. build on it, even though that you're not like you weren't born in Charlotte, but you lived in Charlotte long enough to you. You want to build in Charlotte. Right, right. So right. it's like, I feel like I respect that also. You know, it's just like, you know, this is a culture. I feel like this is like the underdog city right now. Still haven't won a sh- uh, football championship. Very disappointed with the Bengals game today. Yeah. I don't know what y'all was doing. <laughs> it's just like, you know, but even with the Hornets too, it's, it's taken us a while to really figure out, out things for this city. The great thing is that that means there's room to grow. Yeah. There's room to fit in. We're, we're the ones here in the city trying to help uh, grow as best as we can, you know, yeah. whether if it's for business or music or whatever. So I appreciate your efforts also. You know, everybody that works hard, I, I appreciate yeah. that. You don't make a difference one way or the other. One way or the other. The work ethic is going to show. The work ethic, we're going to get the fruits from our work ethic. Uh, work ethic. Sorry, I'm messing up right now. Work ethic. We're going to definitely get the fruits for our labor uh, sooner than later or later than sooner. Whenever time will come, it's going to come for sure. Uh, but that's it for the Mental Threats Podcast, episode 127. Do you have any final words to go off on before we out? Yeah, I mean, if y'all want to, you know, connect with me on any social media, I mean, I'm either going to be on Instagram or Snapchat. So my Instagram is uh, EQRick, E-Q-W-R-E-C-K, if y'all want to come connect with me. Yeah, most definitely. You definitely got to tap in with dude. He he knows people for sure. Um, but that's it for the Mental Thuds podcast. We sewn in and then we're sewing out. Good night.